Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Hari, um, and we're going to be talking about um, current events and what's going on in China right now and how it will uh, could potentially impact your portfolio. And is it is it time to also look at China for uh, an investment purpose? Um, before we get started with that, um, just you know, do a quick disclaimer here. Um, our podcast is a uh, podcast used for educational uh, uh, and entertainment purposes. We are not financial advisors. We don't know your specific financial situation. So please consult with the appropriate advisor before making any financial decisions. All right. So if you've been following the news uh, in the last uh, month or so, you've been probably seeing uh, a lot of things going on in China. A lot of uh, Chinese companies have actually taken a huge hit um, in terms of stock price. Uh, and there are a lot of things that are going on uh, there. One of them is a company called Evergrande. Um, I actually don't know how to pronounce that. If it's Evergrande or Evergrande, I'm going to just say Evergrande from here on out, who is an uh, enormous real estate developer in China. And Evergrande um, is actually heavily indebted to the tune of uh, over $300 billion. Uh, that is billion with a B, not with an M, uh, in case you can't hear my Bs and Ms. Um, the um, In the last two weeks, they've missed two interest payments in the, uh, you know, and what, what, what happens is, you know, typically these companies will uh, collateralize their debt uh, against uh, real estate property that they have that they're either building or that they already own uh, and using that asset as um, the collateral that they will get uh, a loan off of. So some of that loan is actually both onshore and offshore. So they have uh, bonds that have been issued, they have loans uh, from banks, um, and they have numerous things that are kind of uh, causing, you know, um, investors some concern because they've missed a $47.5 million bond payment and an $83.5 million bond payment um, and haven't really given a great explanation as to what they're planning to do here in the future. So why does this matter? I mean, it's a private company or a uh, or publicly traded company in China, but why, why does that actually impact the rest of China? Well, um, a few things that are kind of uh, important in the way that China operates and an important kind of distinction that you we all need to understand when we think about China is that um, the Chinese economy is uh, heavily uh, focused on real estate and um, about 80% of household wealth is tied to real estate. Um, as people have moved from rural China into the urban areas, there's a you know dense um, growth into these different levels of cities. Um, you know, so China China has tiers of cities based on their size and scale and and that kind of thing. Um, and huge growth in the last 20 years has led to um, somewhat of an asset bubble in real estate because a lot of people are spending, you know, getting loans, buying uh, real estate with those loans, and then using that, um, you know, to grow their their household wealth. Um, you know, and so what has happened is companies like Evergrande have have been out in the marketplace using, um, you know, essentially building properties, apartments, houses, etc., cetera, uh, and then they're heavily leveraged. So in the last year and a half, we've seen uh, 
you know, with all the COVID uh, changes and a huge uh, shortage in supplies, um, a lot of things have kind of hit, you know, a snag. And so this typically happens with debt, you know, financed anything. You end up creating, um, you know, people have to pay off the debt. Um, they have interest payments that come due, you know, monthly or weekly or quarterly, uh, more likely quarterly than weekly. But um, and when those uh, those monthly payments are, are missed, you, you have essentially a certain set period of time to rectify that, uh, you know, that payment. Otherwise, the debt is uh, goes into default and then you have to, uh, you know, the the bondholder or the, the owner of the debt will have to. Uh, sue in court to try and get things, you know, resolved. If a company is unable to make that debt payment and they have an $85 million debt payment, 83.5 million, sorry. Um, but they have 300 billion in debt. You can imagine that there's a pretty big amount of debt that they're unable to pay at this point. Um, so what will happen in a, in a normal situation is bankruptcy may, uh, may be an option where they have to sell off a bunch of their real estate assets uh, and as a result of selling off those real estate assets, they can pay. But there's a problem with that, which is you're probably not going to be able to sell it off at the same price that you would get if you weren't doing a fire sale. Um, and as a result of that, if they don't have the money to make payments, they probably don't have the money to continue finishing the build out that they've made commitments to for uh, new apartments and so forth. Um, so you can see how this could you know, really create a problem. There's lots of people who are expecting this. They've put money down or they've actually taken a loan. And if the house isn't built, um, you know, there are ripple effects that create um, this, uh, you know, you know, from this, you know, event. And since the property is such a huge component of this, every time you start selling property in, you know, in a fire sale, what you end up doing is devaluing the, the property as well. Um, because, now, you know, entrepreneurial or, you know, people with a uh, kind of a, you know, you know, big bank account, a lot of cash available will go in and swoop in and, and make uh, offers to buy these things out at, you know, 80 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar and so on. So what China is actually trying to do it to mitigate this is not step in and shore up Evergrande by itself, but actually limit the ability to sell um, these properties, you know, and, and reduce the, the prices when, um, before they put in these price floors and this, you know, limiting the discounts, prices were already dropping by 40% uh, on some of this stuff. So if you imagine this can have a huge impact on, uh, household wealth, um, you know, cash will become scarce as people start, uh, hoarding their cash because they're they're worried about what's going to happen or they'll try and sell to convert it into cash so that they can, um, you know, essentially keep their rainy day fund uh, filled. Um, you know, so th there there's a lot of things that this could also do because there are bondholders outside of China, uh, mainly the U.S. that are ho holding uh, bonds for Evergrande. Um, and Evergrande has not paid them, you know, for this. So there, there could be knock-on effects that go beyond China. Uh, a lot of experts are saying that they don't expect that to happen, which is what happened with Lehman Brothers in 2008. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, uh, when Lehman Brothers was holding the bag on a lot of these 
credit default swaps and other things as the swapping of assets occurred. So if an asset falls below a certain amount of value, what will happen is there's a credit default swap, which is a vehicle to protect your against losses. So when that happens in a small amount of losses, the credit will swap to another asset, um, which is which is fine. It'll limit that, but uh, the limit the uh, the loss that happens. But what what ends up actually happening from a practical perspective is if this happens on a large scale, all of these the swapping of assets creates an enormous uh, ripple effect. So Lehman was unable to maintain their uh, you know their they had inadequate liquidity to handle a lot of these. Uh, events. And as a result, they went under and nobody shored them up. Um, so the question here is, you know, what happens if Evergrande goes down? You know, they are holding a lot of, you know, assets. Um, the value of these assets will, you know, ha- may have to be sold off to pay off creditors and so forth. So who is going to, you know, how is China going to do that? You know, so the interesting part about this is that, you know, if you look at you know certain stocks like Alibaba, um, they've taken a huge hit lately because of this, and so it's hard to say. You know what are the what are the long term impacts from this, especially if you're outside of China and don't really know what's going on. Um, it's hard to tell. Um, you know what what will be the outcome, but there's actually some other things that are going on right now um, that are creating more problems uh, for China. Uh, one of those is rising tensions with the U.S. Um, so under under the Trump, Trump presidency, China, uh, the U.S. level levied tariffs on Chinese goods. So you saw that 2017, 2018, and those increasing tariffs started to shift some of the manufacturing to other countries. Um, you know, under the Biden presidency, things are looking like there's going to still be that maintaining that tension. Uh, and one of the, you know, one of the things that was announced today um, is military flights over um, Taiwan from China, which is causing, you know, a, um, you know, potential, you know, increasing, I should say, the tensions between China and, and the U.S. As, you know, the U.S. has a has a severe um, concern, you know, that if China takes over Taiwan, they own uh, first of all, it's a you know military aggressive military threat, but also there's a lot of manufacturing, especially semiconductors and chips, which are already fairly supply constrained, uh, occurring over Taiwan. So, so there's a lot of knock-on effects here that could be um, causing problems. So, the biggest risk I see, you know, for this is China has a lot of input. Uh, prices, um, things like energy are going up. Uh, there was actually a oil spill in California, which tends to cause um, short-term spikes in the price of oil, as well as um, natural gas going up by 500% as a result of suppliers not being able to provide the supply of oil or natural gas or other things fast enough for rising demand as the world kind of exits COVID lockdowns. And because of that, the energy prices are increasing significantly. Well, that also has an impact on China's ability to manufacture because they don't have, um, you know, if they are spending a certain amount of money on or expecting to spend a certain amount of money on pricing, well, that raises the price of the inputs, 
makes their goods more expensive. And then, you know, that reduces the amount of purchase from the rest of the world as a result. Um, so this is all creating a, a lot of, you know, you know, headaches right now. So how do we interpret that, right? What do we do with these kind of things? Well, as, you know, Charlie Munger, you know, always talked about the, you know, a great business will operate well in a, any kind of environment. Um, and the, the best businesses are the ones that are able to weather the storm of these kind of, you know, shock events. And you may be able to get one for very cheap right now um, as a result of that. So looking at, you know, some of the giants in the Chinese market, Alibaba, Tencent, um, and so on, JD, there are lots of companies that, you know, are worth, you know, have gotten, you know, 30, 40, 50% reductions in from their peaks or more. Um, and now is an opportunity to kind of investigate those and see which companies have, you know, a strong moat, which companies would uh, be able to weather um, a recession in China, which I think is likely to happen as a result of this. Does, doesn't necessarily mean it will happen, but, um, you know, but regardless of whether it will or will not happen, there is a significant uh, decrease in the price of these. Um, but I don't think their value long term is going to be, uh, you know, threatened as a result of this. So there may be some short term hiccups, but long term, I think you'll see some significant upside from these as the economy recovers. So, um, you know, but again, every investment requires, you know, you know, significant thought as to what is going on. How would you interpret uh, this? And then as new information comes in, you have to kind of evaluate your thesis. So uh, I think the most important thing you can do is go through your checklist, identify what is going on for each one of these businesses um, that you have an interest in. And then, you know, go through the checklist and identify what could happen in the worst case scenario and value the business based off of the worst case scenario. And if that if there is still a significant decrease or a significant uh, difference in the price and the value, um, then make your purchase, right? So none of the things that we've talked about for, you know, two or three years now uh, are different. Um, it's just that other people may be selling for, you know, various reasons. We don't really care why they sell. We just care is the price and the value, um, you know, significantly different from each other. Okay. So we're going to close on that, uh, on that topic. Um, if you're interested in, uh, reaching out to us, uh, message us with, uh, info at valueinvestor.org. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you'd leave a comment, uh, like, uh, this video and subscribe to the, uh, the channel, uh, that helps us grow our user base, um, gets us more, uh, visibility and then gets us to, uh, put out more content. And if, uh, you know, if you have any questions or any co companies that you'd like us to talk about, please email us to at info at valueinvestor.org. Uh, we're happy to also send you that checklist that we just talked about. Uh, if you, um, you know, if you're, if you send us that email. So we'll, um, we'll stop right there. Um, in the next episode, we'll be talking a little bit more about the U.S., how the rising energy prices, stagflation, uh, China tensions are going to affect um, the United States. Uh, what does that mean for your portfolio and what you can, you know, you can do right now to kind of understand the market better. All right. Well, we appreciate it and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks.